0: All right, welcome. It is time for a March edition. A March edition, Louis Ribot, of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. March is here. It is time for poop to get real.
1: All the poop. All he the said time. poop. All the time, all the poop. Hands in the air. Excited for March. How are you, Michael?
0: Um, I'm good. So you all you have you have little kids, right? So you probably talk about poop a lot. So I uh, I tell people if
1: I have been in Louisville in the last ten years, I have changed a diaper that day.
0: Every day that you've been in Louisville. every
1: single day that I've been in Louisville the last decade, and you and for I've ten changed. years for ten years I've changed.
0: You're a good Catholic man with lots of kids. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah,
1: I, I tell people I just have an attractive wife.
0: You're pretty close to being out of diapers, I would think. Like not, maybe I would, not you I would, personally, but right. No, kids. I need
1: them at night. But um, my guess is that we will. I will not be changing other people's diapers in about three months.
0: I'm fairly confident that there's never been a horse racing podcast that's ever started off this way. Um, Which is kind of ironic because, like, lots of times people look for the horse to poop and they will be like, "Oh, that horse pooped." To I'm be bet on that fair, horse.
1: to be fair, um, some of the older guys who do radio <clears throat> in this town might be pooping while they do a show,
0: <laughs> but yeah, they probably don't talk about it. All right. Well. We got a big day, I think. It's cool. It, the
1: great thing is, like you mentioned, it's March. We have got three fifty-point races this weekend. A uh, bunch of stuff on FS2, by the way. Both the race at Aqueduct and Tampa Bay are going to be on FS2. By the way,
0: our boy John Sherva was not overly impressed with FS2's broadcast. That's fine, but it, I'm, what I'm saying is,
1: for the common person who might be listening in a part of the country where horse racing is not top billing and you don't have TVG say on your TV, it's still a chance to watch.
0: Yes. Um, so that we have such a busy show that we actually decided not to have a guest correct so we have a we have a big weekend with uh, a big day at Gulfstream park there was you know uh, and then we had everything that was going on at uh, out in Saudi Arabia uh, we've got a suspension to talk about uh, we've got and then we've got these three prep races to preview yep so there's a lot to it absolutely where do you want to start
1: let's do a little review
0: okay yeah we're gonna start in uh, in and in North America or Asia? This is an important question. Let's start. But how many people would think that know that the Middle East is in Asia? How many would think it's in Africa? Do you think if you asked a common person on the street what continent the Middle East is, they'd be able to give you the right answer? Very few. Okay.
1: Um, I think people know more where the Middle East is because we that's our generation's Vietnam. Sure. Right? Because we just keep sending soldiers there over and over and over again.
0: Um, what this is this, not a political show? Uh,
1: I, I'm just always disappointed by war if anyone's interested out there. I will yes. keep it Other otherwise not well, political. But anyway, yeah. so um, just having known guys. and We're old enough now that we know guys that went there and sure. what the outcome of that, that is. Anyways, yeah. to answer your question, very few. Um, it's also kind of ridiculous that Saudi Arabia and Vietnam, for example, are on the same continent. Um, that just shows that white people made maps, and here we go. All right. There you go. There's <laughs> there you go. my full statement about cartography.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, when, you know, I guess when most people think of Asia, though, they don't think of the Middle East, right? So, Right, that, sure. It's
1: fun. also, I mean, if you think of Northern Africa as part of Africa, which is interesting, like, I don't think of Tunisia as being in the same place as Uganda or like... Correct. Or like Malawi or something. Right. I don't think of them on the same continent. They're very different places and right. culturally wildly different.
0: Kind of like Rhode Island and Arkansas. Are in the same country. Yes. There you go. All right. I don't know why I said that but that did uh, it's okay yeah yeah
1: they get the same number of senators there you go. that's true that is true <laughs>
0: that is true so um then let's then let's review and let's talk let's we'll start right off with the with the fountain of youth uh did you enjoy the your fountain of youth experience
1: i did and why is that michael
0: you enjoyed your fountain of youth experience because <laughs> we both made a um at least i i know i did and i'm Pretty sure you did. Yeah, it, everything kind of unfolded after our show last week. We had a uh, chance. It scratched. Correct. Chance it made the right calls. Chance it was drew the twelve hole. Okay. And then when you're at the twelve hole in Gulfstream Park and you've got to basically run into the first turn in this race, and you basically you have no chance of winning. And if it's about collecting Derby points, okay, he decided to scratch so that he could run this weekend. Yep. In the Tampa Bay uh, Tampa Bay Derby. Um, do you disagree with that? By the way, I do. All right, I want to hear your reasoning of why you disagree that what Chancet made the wrong call, or because you think Chancet made the wrong call. I think they made the right call. I think Chancet
1: could have gone with Ata Indiana, and I think it would have been a two horse
0: race. I think the but the thing like when I put the bet on Ata Ata Indiana. Okay, thank you. When I put the bet, on – which by the
1: way just means Indian summer, so just a warm late summer. Yeah. anyways. Yep.
0: When I I didn't. I think the two-horse scratching and moving him into the ten. 10 was a bigger deal. Okay. I don't think that's wrong. Uh, so that was like, okay, now this horse is going to get some money, and I played it across the board. And We both did, I think. Yep. yep. And then the, I still played my pick, though, across the board as we well. We both did that too. Yep. As seen on TV, Yep. who came in third. Right. And then no yep. one in, ever thought Candy Tycoon would hit the board. So, and um, by the
1: way, Candy Tycoon did not run his typical race. He closed right he was actually back in the field right. which was the thing that caught me off guard i talked about candy tycoon last week as a horse that might go to the front and right. be a rabbit in that race he did very much the opposite as at a- and dm was the rabbit and never gave it up
0: right yeah yeah and and fairly i mean i guess slightly above average uh, splits on this one so i don't know i thought it it could have set up well for that but at and dm ran a good race i don't yeah. think i don't think we got a derby winner there i mean okay um Shotsky also lucked out for, but it's also
1: not it's not something just to sneeze at that he won out of the ten at Gulfstream, right?
0: Oh, I to- totally agree, right? I that mean he had to go to the front sure. and then
1: maintained it. Right matters. I know it wasn't a great field, but none of these are great fields well, technically at this point, right? right so,
0: but I mean, we had you know the big story of this race is not who won it, but who came in last. I mean, <laughs> this is is that the bigger story to you? I, absolutely. Why? You still had Dennis's moment. Listed in a lot of people's top five. If not the number one horse. You know, a lot of people at least have him in the top two. Uh, derby contenders going into. We saw him, you know, almost touch the ground in the juvenile in the, in the fall. He hasn't raced since. So, this was his coming out moment. And I, we all were cheering for Genesis, uh moment. You know, we wanted, we wanted Dale Romans to have a contender. We wanted him to... He didn't have to win. His just had to look good. Correct. And we he, talked about that last week on the show. He he looked he looked worse than worse than bad. I mean he, it was He looked
1: great for five furlongs. Okay. Guess what?
0: What? <laughs>
1: there are no five furlong races. No. That's a problem. We learned that with Stable Boys. So the um look, I I don't think he's right. I don't know why he ran in this race. And I'll double down on this. He was a two-year-old sensation, and I don't know that he wins again.
0: Ooh. I, he's definitely out of the triple crown, I would say. I mean, it's not – I don't know how you look
1: at that horse and think that he'll ever do two turns again.
0: I don't know how you look at the performance and be like, you know what, I'm going to run you in three weeks in a 100-point race.
1: I, for sure that's out.
0: So, But I,
1: I, 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 um, I will go ahead and question the decision to even run him in this race. Uh, we had Travis Stone on two weeks ago, voice of Churchill Downs. And even he said, look, he doesn't look right in his workouts. Last week on the show, you and I both said, and Gene even said, don't bet this horse. He might be the best physical specimen in the race, but he's not going to win. And that was totally right. Uh, you could have left him off the board completely. Um, I, I, I actually think A. T. N. D. N. is the story of this because I think Dennis's moment is one of those two-year-old flash in the pans that we've had the last couple of years. Sure. And I think he's done. Um, and uh, like I said, I think I'll double down on it. I think he doesn't win again.
0: And Tis the Law is looking more and more like it's going to be the number uh, one. I agree. Right. Yep, and I think that's realistic. It'll be interesting.
1: The thing that could happen this weekend coming up at, uh, excuse me, at Tampa Bay is that if Sol Volante's running style changes a little bit where he's a little more near the front and ends up winning again, we're going to have to take him seriously. And – that is the thing I think that could happen he's this jumping, weekend. Not jumping, in California.
0: You're jumping ahead. You're jumping ahead. Why? Why? Because why, why I, I thought we were talking about the reviews, and then we were going to do the previews. Later. Okay, fine then. Fine, but uh, <laughs> um, but getting back to Dennis's moment, I think he's done. I think it's India. Yeah, I don't know. I what what is there not to like about how he ran? I need to go back and watch the holy holy bull and see how he did with tis the law. I want to go. I haven't really. I remember that race. I just don't remember. We're going to
1: find out because those two horses are going to be here in May.
0: Well, and the, they're going to race again yeah, in the Florida Derby, right? right. I and hope I so. Mean, yeah. Um, so unless Tiz- but it's Andy is in,
1: right? We're going to see him, right? I Yeah, mean, Yo, you get 50 points, you're in. Yeah, I mean, and Tizelaw's going to be here, right? And so um, unless something really catastrophic happens. And so um, I, I will tell you the other thing that happened over the last week that was really disappointing for me was Mr. Monomoy was taken off the trail. Yes. With – and I feel terrible for Brad Cox because his his Oaks favorite uh, gets injured in, in training and has to be right. put down. And then he has Mister Monomoy, who by every measure and in my opinion was improving, looked like has to be taken off the Derby trail. Right. It looked like looked like a three year old horse that was getting better and better this spring, and he has to be taken off the Derby trail. I will say this out loud. I think in previous decades of horse racing, maybe not in previous couple years. This horse would have been trained for the Derby, but minor minor injuries now, horses get pulled off of things like the Derby Trail, and and trainers are much much more careful about those things, and I am grateful for that.
0: Yeah, I mean, and of course, we could we could take this into our next conversation, I guess, and which leads into the Saudi Cup. Sure, uh, you know, Mike Smith gets suspended for uh, whipping midnight Bisu 14 times instead of 10 right on the stretch um we have this, still the segment of population that thinks that going to the whip um or using the crop or whatever you want to call right is uh is is you know you have a 2,000 pound animal whose largest part of their body is these hindquarters <laughs> right. and I also want to make sure people know that lots of times they're not even hitting them in the hindquarters right. sometimes they're hitting like a little plastic Yep. thing on the saddle that yep. makes a loud noise yep. and that horse barely feels that thing it's 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 not like you're bruising the horse or whatever else right. and so no one's getting cut. there's, there's no yeah. and so mike smith gets suspended for like eight days santa anita is going to uh, uphold that suspension uh over in california and he is getting in some circles, just getting drugged through the mud, pretty unfairly. And the guy hasn't had uh, up to his standard last twelve months, anyway. Let's, like, no one's crying for him. Okay,
1: He's, <laughs> he is on honor AP
0: this weekend. Yeah, and what tra- on what track? At San Anita. Oh, so they must have—is uh, this suspension up, or he will be allowed to race okay. this weekend? All right, so l- he will be out there. By the way, shout out! Did you see the field sizes for this weekend coming up at uh, San Anita? I have not. All yet. right, we'll have to get they there. Have seven.
1: Um, m- many many races will have double-digit horses,
0: and and uh, we're still reviewing last weekend, right? We are okay because you keep on wanting to jump ahead to this weekend coming up. I don't mean, just you know, go just ahead, and get it. angry. Thank you, appreciate you. Did you wa- well? You didn't watch the Saudi Cup, but what did you uh? What did you think of the Saudi Cup? I didn't watch the Saudi Cup. You didn't watch it live, did you? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you what time it ran live in America. Uh,
1: ten thirty in the morning, eleven. Something
0: okay. like that uh, in our time.
1: Uh, no, but I certainly giggled down the back stretch the whole time because the. Okay, by the way, I want to be on record on something. The the really terrific British guy who did the announcing there says. The horse that was known for all disqualification is now known for winning this No, he's not. He's known for his disqualification now yep. and forever. Amen.
0: No matter Period. how much money you end throw conversation. at a end of conversation.
1: I do not care how much money he wins. I don't care if he wins his next 38 races in a row. He will be known as the horse for that got taken ever. down in the derby. Conversation over. It is the only thing he will be known for. Uh, look, I, I, I don't really care about the West because I don't know them or whatever, but he may go on literally and win four 5G1s this year. I don't know. But I hope he races that much. Be great. That would be awesome. That'd be tremendous. Um, But no, he's known for losing the Derby on a DQ when he clearly crossed the finish line first. He was clearly the best horse that day. That's what he's known for. Period. And just absolutely tearing horse racing fans in half over how they feel about it. I told you this last fall on the on the pod that I still every time that the Kentucky Derby. A social media post. I go to the comments immediately, and there are always "I'm not watching this year's Derby. How dare you take that horse down?" Comments.
0: Still. Well, I love it. <laughs> I still think it was the right call for them to take him down. Every
1: single person thinks it was the right call. except yeah. for me, it's okay. And um, oh, by the way, and Bob Baffert, and, the people, and I mean, uh, Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I had, I did have, you know, money on Maximum Security. So I you and I had prefer money on it for sure. Yeah. I prefer to have won the race, yeah. but I do think it's the right call. But your point being that if uh, if you watch the Saudi Cup. Um. Yeah, Luis Saez does an, an incredible job. It was remarkable, right? Right. Yeah, it was remarkable to watch him get around. Was that mucho gusto? Oh, yeah, mucho yeah. gusto is, and I and they said you know people were talking about how he interfered with maximum security because mucho gusto was up front and people said oh he interfered with maximum security multiple times. And I would tend to disagree. I think it was just one really long time. <laughs> so who's boxing about the whole way? He out. basically maximum Security <laughs> makes a move on the outside, and Mucho Gusto just keeps on drifting further and further outside, pushing maximum Security. And Luis Sia just kind of you know checks up and comes inside. What's and then interesting is if,
1: him. if Mucho Gusto just runs straight, he might win the race. Yeah, right. That's there what's was interesting the about. straightest point between two lines. Yeah, all right. But yeah, all and. Right. Uh, but I mean, Midnight were ran a great race there, right? she looked fantastic. She, was, she looked really good, and she's going to win a bunch of money this year. Um, I feel bad for anyone who runs their horse against her this year. She's going to be really great. And so, uh, no, it was it was really interesting. I am a um, Gene McLean, who was on with us last week at the uh, Louisville Thoroughbred Society, described maximum security perfectly, which is. A very likable horse, but very unlikable circumstances and ownership, right? Right. And and so I'm I'm a maximum security fan because I think he's a tremendous horse. But it, it was nice to see him win this race because I think he is that talented. He is that good of a horse.
0: He's a very good horse, uh, no doubt about it. We felt that way coming uh, out of the Florida Derby last year, yep. um, and it it was a it was definitely a vindicating win for him in right. some regards because he went up against. I mean, this is this field had McKenzie. This is the best. The best that are left, right? It's it's the best field in a while in horse racing, yes. And uh, I
1: would say since the twenty, oof, since the twenty eighteen Derby, the best field in.
0: in horse so racing. does sec- maximum security? Does he continue to race on?
1: That's a good question. Uh, I I looked it up. The a horse's general gestation is eleven to twelve months. Okay. So if he got someone pregnant today. The earliest they could have the baby is the beginning of February. That's a little late that's for a late. horse. Yep. And so my sense is he can't breed this year. And so he will be um, either running this summer or doing nothing this summer. <laughs> and so my sense is they'll be running him. And and
0: look, it won't be very often.
1: Uh, but, but he's
0: already over there. You would think he's going to run in Dubai, right? I haven't.
1: Boy, are they pointing him to Dubai?
0: There, There's no official talk of that. And that's what right. it just totally shocks me. Like, why would you not run? Why would you not run in Dubai? That's a good question.
1: I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. And then, it's a
0: it's plenty of money. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, and right? I mean, and you're going to be
1: there's going to be a certain number of people over there for the UAE Derby anyway. So yeah. Oh, know.
0: we actually uh, and and so now if you're in your Bisu, right? Yes. Does Bisu point towards this whole season towards the Breeders Cup Classic? Because she now looks like a horse that could win the Breeders' Cup Classic.
1: I agree with you. Yeah. I don't Is there know why any reason wouldn't. why you wouldn't? No, I think you absolutely Ooh. would.
0: So, w- right now, it looks like Maximum Security, Midnight Bisu, and McKenzie are all expected to skip Dubai World Cup and return to the United States. That's
1: what I thought, yeah.
0: So, there so you go. So, it's interesting.
1: So, which w- which race got affected more, the uh, Pegasus or the uh, Dubai World Cup? And it sounds like the Dubai World Cup.
0: Well, I mean, the, the Pegasus still sucked. I, I, I don't think that feel was good at all. I mean... Mucho Gusto, who is a, an above-average horse, but not a great horse. Okay. Wins the Pegasus Cup. Lost the Oklahoma Derby. Came in third. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's amazing. but amazing. Uh, I love it. One wins, uh, and, and it's just, I don't know. The, Pe- the Pegasus just did nothing for me. That field was a bunch of also-ran horses, and that was it. So, last time we've seen Tacitus, hopefully.
1: Oh, no. That horse is running a bunch. <laughs> He'll... I mean it'll it'll be it'll be not interesting races and he'll come in third or fourth or fifth or something but you know um look there's a bunch of stuff that he'll run at Saratoga a lot and you know I mean especially you know I don't know the selection process but if they're willing to run him in grade 2s and those sorts of things I think he'd be really competitive
0: now the horse that did come in second in the Pegasus Cup was Mr Freeze and mm-hmm. he returned to the Gulf uh to Gulfstream uh and won the Gulfstream Park Mile he did it's uh, a nice oh, horse. That was an, and actually that was a pretty nice field. Yes. You know, Hog Creek Hustle was yep. in there and no, he's a nice horse. Yeah. Uh, just you know, because it's interesting now because we're we're looking at this to get ready for the Triple Crown, but there's a ton of horses that are also trying to get uh, positioned well uh, for Derby weekend because it's like
1: what nothing. I'm having him turn the monitor because we usually tape about an hour earlier than this, and the sun is in my face.
0: Yeah, I understand. Okay.
1: Then why did you stop? Uh, you all distracted me.
0: <laughs> this is raw authentic podcast. Hey, right here. Look,
1: Stable Boy's not that good
0: looking. Settle down. Stable Boy, I don't know what Stable Boy is today.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what to do with that. I don't Come even on. know.
0: Do you think he's wearing those boots because he lives out in
1: the country again? He was
0: very proud of those boots. By the way, when he got them, <laughs> he came in here and he's, he's like, "You like my boots?" And I said, <laughs> "I said no," <laughs> and he was all butthurt. hurt. Oh, so it's perfect. Thank you. Uh, I just
1: you could have turned it even a little less than that. Uh, sorry, everyone needs to know. Um, we we tape at a place with um with computers, like every person does, and um the monitor happened to be shining in my face, um like the sun shining bright on my old Kentucky home.
0: There you go. Okay, so <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. I brought
1: it back. Keep going. No, uh, but but that was a good. The, the, the mile was a legitimate race this year. Yeah, and yeah, what I and was, it was tri- on, it was on the Found of youth card.
0: I yeah. guess what I was trying to say is that you're we have this other positioning for these races. Derby weekend because Derby weekend is like the preview to Breeders' Cup. Yes. So, um, you you still have these older horses trying to get a position and all that stuff, so they can run some pretty large races, and it's not just about the Triple Crown. So, but with that being said. We ready to take a break here, at Stable Boy? Alright, he's nodding yes. All right. We're gonna take our first break. We'll come back and we'll start breaking down some of these prep races. Uh, getting ready for Derby. Is it 146? 146. 146. All right, we'll be right back. This is the horse racing happy hour. Oh, all right, welcome back to the horse racing happy hour, Louis Rabot. Howdy. That was the Humpty Dumpty st- dance song, <laughs> that's, that's what Stable Boy called it—the Humpty Dumpty dance Well, of the he's Humpty 16 dance. years old, so
1: I mean, it's not like it's his fault that he doesn't know when uh, when that song came out because it was prior to his birth by a lot.
0: Yeah, but man, that was our jam. Like I, well, I, don't, I might be a little bit even like after yours, but like, I, when was I was in—I was in
1: like fourth grade when that came out.
0: Yeah. And so that was that was it. And so I'm really the reason why we played that song. Is that um, for people who are not in Louisville? Like we have this huge three-week festival, yep, and it's fantastic. Called the Kentucky Derby Festival. The Kentucky Derby Festival. Yep. Um, if you've ever been to a dentist office in this city, there is a poster from 1986, probably 89.
1: 25 years ago. There is a Derby <laughs> Festival poster in the waiting room of your dentist office, and if there isn't, your dentist sucks.
0: <laughs> That's usually a good way to figure <laughs> out if you have a good dentist or not. Uh, but yeah, we have, uh, and part of this, that we sell these pins, they're called Pegasus pins, Indeed. and, um, last year they got in trouble with the Pegasus pins they had, and, and I gotta be careful, cause I'm on the board of directors for the Kentucky Derby Festival with that, but every year they have this great concert lineup, of that all you have to do is have the Pegasus pin to get in. Just show up. And, uh, like, last year was, like, Gloria Estefan on the Miami Sound Machine. Amazing. Right? I, I mean, love her. And, and they have, they have music, this whole, like, 10-day period, right? And, um... This the big one for me. For me, this time, is Digital Underground is coming. Yeah, buddy. With Rob Bass. Oh, nice. So Digital Underground and Rob Base, well, Rob Base are Bass, coming. Yeah. Rob Base, of course, it takes two. Where so is that at? Stable Boy down down at the waterfront. Oh, like, beautiful! That's great. Yeah, uh, you can get it. Takes two. That'll play us out of this break. So it takes two to make you feel so right. You know, you you've heard that before, right? A billion. I'm Rob Bass, and I came to get down. No. Oh man, this is bad. He, I'm sure when he hears, it's the song, not bad.
1: It's not bad. It, education is good. Don't don't get negative about it. It's good.
0: By the way, shout out. Going old
1: school, basic bourbon today. Mike's on a Lent thing. Yeah. So Mike's drinking air.
0: I am drinking water and <laughs> athletic greens. There it is.
1: Um, uh, every other day of the week, I'm drinking water and black coffee. But uh, Stable Boy and I, I am are enjoying coffee. Yeah. Are enjoying a uh, classic old forester. Nothing wrong with some good Louisville bourbon.
0: The the official sponsor of uh, the triple cr- or the Kentucky Derby. So there you go. Have I
1: told my old forester at the Derby joke or story? No. About
0: my cousin. No.
1: So shout out cousin Tommy, uh, San Francisco loyal listener. Uh, we're at the Derby, and he tells me that his wife is pregnant with their first. Nice. On his dad's seventieth birthday. Very exciting. And I'm like, oh, let's get up to the bar, have some bourbon, man. He's like, yeah, absolutely. We we'll get up there. Very nice man is our. So we're up. We're upstairs, sixth floor. The the bar is open, included in our package. So we get up there, and I'm like, hey, need some bourbon. Cousin says, yeah, I need some bourbon, too. And he, and he looks at us, and he says, where are you from? I said, oh, I'm local. He goes, cool. Forrester. Pours me a Forrester. He goes, where are you from? And he goes, oh, San Francisco. He goes, great. Woodford. Woodford. <laughs> That's right. I have heard that before. <laughs> it's just a tremendous thing. And so um
0: we got a stable boy note, or no? No, he's okay.
1: good. And uh so the uh, – and, and so I love that story, but my my cousin rightly just went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'll have the local stuff that'll be good so. all right so
0: let me tell you the rest of this concert line, yeah, yeah and no. then I'll take give you my, I, by my the way, concert. I'm excited
1: about both of those guys because that I mean both of those songs are i mean, but digital underground is unbelievable oh and, and so be for great. a certain, especially for a certain age group, but frankly, anyone just for a concert, that would be just tremendously fun, even if you didn't know the music
0: uh so they're gonna start it off on april twenty fourth nine o'clock with a country guy who I guess is pretty big, I don't really know a lot oh, of the okay. newer country. Guy named Michael Ray. Have you heard? Supposedly had two number one singles.
1: Wow, good for. Oh, great!
0: So uh, then the next day, on the twenty fifth, Fog Hat is here. What? Fog Hat with Slow Ride, right? Slow Ride. Fog Hat is coming. Yeah,
1: that's wild. That's fantastic, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: And then you got a Christian band, uh, which I'm guessing is seventh time down. Do you know that band there? No, all right. My my uh, wife will
1: have to listen. She's into the Christian rock.
0: The the Crashers are then coming wow. in. They've they've opened for Blake Sheldon, yes. Kid Rock, Aerosmith, and Luke Bryant. So yeah, they're kind go. of a
1: Southern rock sort of thing. Yep. Yeah, right.
0: And then we have Digital Underground, Rob Bass, Wow, Tony and the Tan Lines, mm-hmm. uh, the White Reaper with special guest Boa. Do I have no idea who that is? Sounds like metal but I think that's, that's no, I think that's newer. It's a it's a American Garage Punk Band. Oh, good. That's actually based in Louisville. There you go. Oh, good. Awesome. Great. Uh, There will be another Derby Eve concert uh, that they have not announced yet. And then there's a whole bunch of other stuff going on on the other stage, including like J.D. Shelburne and the Velcro Pygmies. Local guy? Yeah. So you've got uh, all kinds of great things going on. And all you need is a Pegasus spin. Uh, Best one of these concerts I ever saw? James Brown. Awesome. That's amazing. It was fantastic. That's great. It was absolutely fantastic. No, you guys
1: do a great job down there, uh, getting all those acts in and and making that. I mean, the Pegasus pin. It's it's interesting if you're not from here, people just throw those on their lapels. Oh yeah, and they wear them every day for a month. Yeah, I mean every damn day for a month. That's really
0: great because you never know when you might want to go downtown and have a fried Oreo,
1: or or anything. You yeah. might. I mean, just the events pop up all over no, the place. 30,
0: 30 plus events will that Pegasus pin will get you into. and So it's it's a pretty good uh, bank. Everything buck for six from bucks.
1: everything from a half marathon to a parade to. Music shows. You guys do a great job. To it's
0: the awesome. world's, uh, the North America's largest fireworks show. There, there you go. Redneck Derby, the Thunder. There it is. I said it out loud. All, All right, right, let's go. All right. So, uh, so can we
1: talk a little bit about Derby rankings before we get into what's coming up?
0: Yeah, and I haven't really looked at a lot. A lot of them weren't uh, updated. I'm looking at horse racing nations right now. So you tell me who you got. So
1: jump on Steve Haskins' blood horse. Okay. I
0: mean, because I think Steve does a good job, and in the reason I think he does a
1: good job is because he and I don't always agree. Um, But he and I are are high on the same horse who's running for Dale Romans this weekend in New York. But Tizelaw's at the the top of every – he's running in the Gotham. But um, Tizelaw's at the top of all the rankings. Do you and I agree that he is at this point three-year-old number one or or are you somewhere else?
0: I would say until we have more information, and it looks like he will be the number 1 coming out of the 50 point races. Going into the 100 point races, he will be the he will be the prohibitive favorite so far.
1: And so your sense based on everything you've talked about this year, 2020, is that he will not win the derby then. That Tisla won't because our 100 point shooter hasn't come out
0: yet. Well, I mean, tis I will I am going to stick with what has been tradition so far since we've had the points that the horse that will f- cross the finish line first on the first Saturday of May. Right. Not necessarily the winner because of last year. Country home. Uh, we will have to come out of one of the hundred point like it at some point, like if you're talking about who's gonna win the derby right now, it doesn't even matter until they run and it has to be one of the North American hundred point races. Yep. So, um uh, what are that that's five of them, right? So uh it's gonna it's gotta be the winner of one of those five races. And so if he wins one of those five races, then I think he wins the derby. Okay. All right, and you think he has a chance to win one of them? Uh I do. Yeah, he's got a chance. Okay, Absolutely. Great. Okay. Uh, do you agree? I absolutely do.
1: No, I think he's a tremendous horse. And I, I would have um I would have put Mr. Monomoy ahead of him. I just lo- law. Yes. I loved how he was developing. Um I agree I disagree a little bit with Travis Stone that he got this perfect trip down in New Orleans. Um I think he, he earned a perfect trip with and and plus you get Florence Giroux and Brad Cox. And I just I love that combination coming to Churchill Downs, right? And
0: uh it's going to get rowdy if Florent wins the Derby, by the way. It's going to get rowdy. Let's
1: go. You and I need to figure that out. Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure that out for sure. The, um, but, you know, I'm just not as high on the other horses that are on this list. So, like, Sol Vellante, I think you and I both have questions about his running style.
0: I I do, and I think overall, like, generally speaking to me, and if i got to go back and remember this because I'm, I don't have it in front of me. Okay. But I think Sol Vellante has lost a race as a three-year-old already. Well, so, so I mean, but Tislaw has not. So did ATN. Yeah, I mean, he looked
1: really great the other day. Well, no, right? but so, you had usually that got to have uh, an undefeated three-year-old.
0: Yeah, b- being the undefeated. I mean, I'm I'm going back to these trends that we've had forever. Sure. That I'm just I'm completely I'm if I'm and I'm going to apply all trends to maximum security. I, I, okay. Yeah, of course. Uh, do you think that's fair? You apply of the trend it to the Okay. If yeah. it, so
1: he was the best horse last year.
0: Right. It's okay
1: to say that and for you to also believe that he should have been DQ'd. Right. Those two things can be true. Absolutely.
0: Yes. And so and now I think I would have felt better about it if with Sol Vellante, for example, if As Seen on T V would have won run a huge race and right. won this weekend. Um Chancet and As Seen on T V both beat Sol Vellante in January. Right. I I just wonder now is like what I, let's see how how Chancet comes out and runs in Tampa. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel way better about Tiz Law than I do about At Indian. Okay, I don't. I think. Okay. I think At Indian being ranked the top five right now is a little sketchy.
1: Interesting. Okay, and um, I I'll only disagree because we've talked about it. I, Gulfstream's a good predictor for Churchill Downs.
0: Absolutely. And so At
1: Indian running well there makes me think that he can run well here. Well,
0: if he runs the Florida Derby, then we can have a different conversation for sure.
1: And but it's this. Look, he's in. Right, That, yeah. that horse He's is running in. for He's, Saturday yeah. May if they want to, right? And so it, it, it's going to happen.
0: Would they Would they ever make a decision to not run in the Florida Derby because they're in?
1: I don't know. The only reason you do that is to step back and run in a lesser race just to keep them fresh, right? You wouldn't want to wait till the Derby to run again,
0: right? I don't think you would want to wait. You yeah. wouldn't
1: want to wait two full months to run again. I don't think that's logical, especially with a young horse. I don't think you'd want to do that. The um, you know, this isn't this isn't bricks or mo- bricks and mortar or something where you could just wind him up and turn him on for a race, right? This is these are three year olds that you're trying to figure out still, and so no, my sense is he'll run again. Uh, I, I think to answer your question, do you not run him in the Florida Derby? That's more reasonable than not running him again. If you wanted to run him in an allowance or a you know a special weight or what have you, um, run him in bluegrass, yeah, or something like that. But I I would not wait that long to run him. I'd run him before then.
0: Okay. Because he ran in February. Do we know who Flavian is going to ride on? In the San Felipe? On San Felipe. We do.
1: Um, I have it in my notes. I'm sorry. Um,
0: Actually, I just pulled it up myself. He, so so Flavian is, staying is on... picking thousand words over Storm the Court. That is exactly right. I, the right call. Okay. Interesting. All right. Storm the Court's. Was a I mean that I think he's wildly overrated. Yes, yes that horse okay. is not going to hit the triple. It will not run in the Kentucky Derby. Uh,
1: you and I have come to the same conclusion. Yes. Okay. Even though, by the way, Horse Racing Nation is picking Storm the Court to win this weekend. Wow. How about that? By the way, our boy Abel Cedillo is on a twenty-five to one horse in this race. There's only seven horses.
0: <laughs> that is a across the that is a $1, $1 cross across the, across the, board. the board yes thank you very thank much thank you <laughs> I will take that and you know and and then w- but actually you
1: know, at San Anita it's $2 but yes it's, it's I um, thought
0: San Anita had the $1 I don't oh I would love the $1 across I'll the be board.
1: interested what's cool um so uh now three weeks ago we had uh Mega Divine from TVG and other places on and um Mike and I are both fans of her picks because I feel like we've both cashed a bunch of her pick threes at least. Um, pick and four too. Pick four as well. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I'll be interested to see who she has in this race um, because she was very, very accurate with the Risen Star Stakes. And, uh, and so uh, it'll be interesting to see if she can keep up that uh, pace with these horses uh, coming into uh, the San Felipe. But look, uh, let's talk San Felipe a little bit. You know, when you look at the top tens for for Steve Haskin, he if you just went by his top ten, he has thousand words winning this race. Yep. And then he has authentic coming in and then he has Storm the court. You know what? That doesn't sound ridiculous if that were the top three. Right. No. Um, But I think this is a kind of race where, you know, if. You know, the last time we saw, for example, um, wrecking crew, who's a Peter Miller trainee, was in the low south Futurity, and he was just not good. Um, you know, but he's 12 to one in this race. I would rather have Fort McHenry, the one with Abel Cedillo, see if Doug O'Neill can come up with something. Doug O'Neill, by the way, trained Nyquist, who won the derby here, um, million dollar horse sibling of California Chrome. So that's an interesting breeding line for yep. Fort McHenry, the one, but it was a private sale. Um, he uh, started last in New York. Um, has only hit the board three times out of five races to start his career, but, um, he was actually gelded this year. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what'll happen. Um, they're gonna take the blinkers off for this race. I think it's gonna help stretch his speed for that. And you get Abel Cedillo in Southern California. I don't know. It feels like a feels like a win show kind of bet on the one Fort McHenry. But if do you, do you have a favorite in the San Felipe?
0: Well, you know, I I'm not a big fan of the West Coast horses this year, and I okay. feel like people are drastically overrating Bob Baffert's Barn. Okay. Um, overall, and you're gonna have you got Authentic, you got Thousand Words, you got Storm the Court. Uh, those are all, there's going to be a lot of people who have those three horses ranked yep. fairly high yep. in their Derby rankings and Storm the Court mainly because he won the Breeders Cup Juvenile, uh, which and some people are saying could have been the, one of the worst Breeders Cup juveniles of all time, um, and I would be inclined to agree with that. It was it looked like I was watching that race with a calendar. Like I,
1: I'm nodding instead of saying something, cause, and this yeah. is an audio visual, so I should say or medium. Excuse me, that so I should say something that yes, I agree with you.
0: So. Um, I'm wondering, you know, obviously we're going to see a Baffert horse. He, Baffert's going to want one of his horses to step up and kind of take the... Um,
1: Baffert's two horses here, by the way, are Authentic and Thousand, thousand
0: words. words. Yes. Thousand Words, by the way, out, coming out of Pioneer of the Nile, he who is. also sired American Pharaoh. Yep. Um, and he's three for three in his career. And you got Flavian on, on Thousand Words. You got Drayden Van Dyke on Authentic. I think it's going to set up just right for Honor AP to come in Ooh. and take it. And Mike Smith off the, off the off uh... the. I, I think Mike Smith turns around and whips that horse as much as he wants. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Well, and honor AP is the only horse in this field that's gone two turns. And we can play whip it if next we'll play whip it next
1: at uh, the show next week. Whip it good. The um we should probably not do you that. You should whip it. We're not gonna do that on a horse racing show. So the why, um <laughs> why not? Go on. By the way, honor AP, really good workouts recently. By the way, Baffert's best horse not running in this race. Okay. Charlatan is his best
0: horse. Charlatan is his best mile horse. Charlton's his best horse. Okay, but not a Derby contender.
1: I think Charlton's a Derby contender. There's well, one. That's my first hot take of the day. Like super hot take.
0: I don't think Baffert even knows if Charlton's a Derby contender yet. Have
1: you seen his workouts recently? I
0: I understand. Like, but he just that... did a seven. He just did a seven furlong workout. Shout out to Stable Boy. That was unbelievable. I, I. Does Stable Boy know how long seven furlongs <laughs> is? He's got it. He's thinking. Are we gonna get an answer? Just is correct. It's we'll we'll yeah,
1: Judges? <laughs> yes, we will take it. <laughs> so many judges in here. The uh I I think not even close Charlatan is the best of Baffert's trainees. Okay, so why, so his- why is he
0: being so secretive with him then? Why is he not pointing him for sure to the to the Santa Anita Derby?
1: I think he doesn't run in California. I think he goes to Arkansas.
0: Now there would be interesting, you know. That that would definitely be interesting.
1: I think he's the hundred point shooter that you've been waiting for is Charlatan.
0: Okay. He's gonna go run in Oakland.
1: Listen to me just spitting hot fire. So we are on we are on Santa Anita. Mike, if you had to guess the average field size for Friday at Santa Anita. Three.
0: Okay. No, uh, I'm just joking.
1: There's Mike's first dig, and I have not mentioned John Trevor, which is right now. So I win today. Keep going.
0: <laughs> I mentioned John Trevor earlier. I did. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say, um, you know, we we both texted back and forth about a week ago because they had like 11 horses in like a in <laughs> like a, a allowance race. I was like, what, <laughs> what is lie. going on? Thirty six grand or something. Like uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna since you're smiling, I'm gonna say the average field size is eight for Kobe. Pretty good 9.6 that's that's huge for them they have a 12 race have card to bring out the on Saturday
1: 12 <laughs> thank you Gene for that joke that was tremendous 12 race card on Saturday how many horses per race
0: well you just said they have they have 9.6 on Friday oh on Friday
1: how many on Saturday 12 races
0: 10 10 oh, 10, oh total 12 races 120 horses okay 9.8 right at that number
1: right okay. ready for these field sizes on Saturday 10 yeah. 9 14 wow 6, 10, 5. 14, 7, 14, 8, 12, and 9. For Santa Anita, that's ridiculous. Yeah. And look, we talked to we talk to John about once a month, and we'll probably have him on next week, week after, whatever that might be, uh, especially after the San Felipe, which I'm sure he's out there for. Um, that's – we talk about Aiden Butler and bringing in young thoughts and, you know, how to get, you know, these numbers back up. 12 card – 12 race card with 9.8 horses, that's really Makes good.
0: Makes it a lot harder to handicap.
1: That is really good, and, you know – we tried to press Megan on it a couple weeks ago, and she kind of gave the political answer of "I'm not there every day" and geography and blah blah blah. Ten horses and a twelve race or a twelve race card—that's pretty good. And so, um, shout out to them, and uh, because that is you know, one of what, the it, great they, themes of this show is you taking a ticket. So they've right? obviously they've
0: obviously been listening. I agree, and they just made the adjustment. There it I mean, is. There there it is. Get, that's all you can. I'm just
1: for. happy that we're trendsetters, and uh, it's just the nature of the world.
0: Uh, so, do we want to go on to the Gotham in uh, Tampa Bay, or do we want to take a break and come back and do that at the end?
1: I'm very happy to do either of those, but if you want to take a break, that's okay with me too. Well,
0: let's go ahead. Let's take the break, and then we'll we'll uh, you know let's let's do this because Stable Stableboy's <laughs> ready. Like he's like finger was on the button. That was awesome. Uh, let's let's talk about the Gotham real quick. Great. And then i the, way into the Gotham because we you know we do have Stableboy's stupid question that we had to get to.
1: All right, I'm rubbing my hands together. for can here. that because I think the most interesting horse of the weekend is running in the Gotham.
0: All right. Is this your Dale Romans take? It is my Dale Romans take. So Louis Caius is on a horse, but what you started to have and then you didn't finish, right? So correct,
1: because you yelled at me. <laughs> and so the um, very, we are
0: all over the place.
1: That's when we don't have guests. This is what happens. Okay. And uh, attachment rate is running in the Gotham. The four horse: Dale Romans, Louis Sayas. Okay. That is not just your winner for the Gotham. Look out! That is Dale Romans' best horse. I don't think it's close. And I think you got to watch out. I think that's it, it. I think he runs in New York, and then he runs somewhere else before the Derby. Maybe the Bluegrass sell,
0: sell you. Sell me
1: on attachment rate. All right. Yeah. What do you want to know about attachment
0: rate? Well, first thing I know is that he is uh, re- he's already raced twice. Correct. And has not won.
1: That's not true. He's won already.
0: He has not won yet.
1: He has a first already.
0: And that's not what I'm looking in at.
1: 2020. He has he has two starts this this year. He has a win in a second.
0: It looks from according to our friends at Horse Racing Nation. He finished second in January tw- on January twenty fifth. Well, I'm on
1: Equibase, and- which is actually a reputable site, but keep going. <laughs>
0: All right, I I'll have to check into this because apparently we have some discrepancy right here. Because um, obviously, taking a huge step up in class, obviously, um, and and if this horse is getting better, but I want, I'd like to know why you feel. What do you, what do you like about attachment rate?
1: Love his workouts. Okay, and um-
0: ever since Megan told you to go watch workouts, you've been looking at workouts, huh?
1: Yeah, the woman's pretty good at handicapping. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to pay attention. Uh his his 5 furlong workouts are getting better and better. Just had a really good 4 uh furlong workout. All the Gulfstream, to be fair. Um but uh is I just think moving up and getting better ran a 106 equibase speed figure last time out. He went from a 43 at Churchill Downs in a maiden special weight to a 92 and now up to a 106. I just think he's trending the right way. Um I think this is the horse that we thought Dennis's moment was.
0: By the way, you were like going way in on this thing.
1: Random thing, Virginia bread. <laughs> How about that? Okay, but I I think you get Louis size, you get Dale Romans. How about this? How about this? It's at Aqueduct. It points to the. It points to the the Wood Memorial. Do we give a crap about who's running at freaking Aqueduct? As as far as pointing to the Derby, no. No. no, and we shouldn't. It's a terrible predictor for the Derby. Yes, actually, it's a great predictor for horses that won't run well in the Derby. Right, that's what it is. Okay, so my sense is, boom, give me attachment rate running against a bad field, out of hard spun in a fleet. Alex, let's go. Give me attachment rate
0: this and, week. And and Luis Hayes is definitely the best jockey probably in this race.
1: I so. he, there are a couple good ones, but yes, Senior I think Alvarado's there. Yeah, there's a couple of them that are that are good, and then there uh, there's another guy, uh, Kendrick Carmouche is in this race. Man, Manny Franco's there. Uh, Junior Alvarado, like you said. Declan uh, Carroll's there. Uh, Jose Lascano's there. So, no, some good. some good. Yeah, but, but- Luis is like the most no proven, right? No question.
0: Uh, but I'm going to go with Junior. So, I'll take him <laughs> titled in this race on Cassie. And the bigger thing, Yeah, sure. the and, biggest, and the barbers, right? I mean, yeah. It's the bigger be- thing about this race is that there's no pletcher horse. In New York. In New York. A derby prep with no pletcher horse. Uh, what's going on with him this year? I don't know. Okay. Is he going to become sure. an agent? Junior. Uh, <laughs> That's the th- it's like that's the thing right now I feel right? like that was a good line and yeah. I
1: hope like 3 of our listeners are giggling. All right, keep going.
0: <laughs> so, that that's it. I don't think there was a whole lot talked about the Gotham. I, I, I agree. a point it, lot points, more to, it points to a
1: race that is not predictive for winners of the derby. Um, and but uh, go ahead and grab attachment rate cuz you're going to get him at like ah uh, I'm going to guess he goes off at 16 to 1.
0: 16 1? All right. Right uh Baby
1: brings him down to like 12 to 1.
0: All right. Uh, By the
1: way, at Aqueduct you can bet one across the board.
0: Oh, you can? Yep. All right. Enjoy. There you go. All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be uh, back for the final segment of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. All right. This is the Horse Racing Happy Hour. And I am Rob Bass, and I came to get down. Actually, I'm Mike I'm the. Half of that is true. I'm probably the exact – I did come to get, I'm probably, to get down. I'm the exact opposite yep. of a really cool black guy. All right. Um. All of that is true. All that is true. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Louis, Tampa Bay, man. Louis. We asked where Todd Pletcher was, and he's going to be in Tampa because he's Before got go. yep. three in this race in the Tampa Bay Derby. Um, and I'm going to take one of them because I'm going to go with market analysis. Ooh. Okay, talk and, to me. And, uh, you know, I, he beat – just because he beat your horse the last time out. <laughs> that's my So you're taking Todd's horse, yeah. Yeah, I, and right. actually, I, I do honestly like um, – I think that mucho macho man where we saw Chant and Sol Volante and as seen on TV in a really good race. Um, Are you taking him because he's a gray? The Market analysis? Yes. I do like gray horses, but also because, you know, uh, so that would definitely – factor into it for sure you know um but honor code horses i feel like run really well in tampa bay
1: and it's a china horse club horse so yep. probably bred really really well, really well. <laughs>
0: yeah but uh you know chance it like i think that i you know i'm going to go back to what i was saying earlier about Sol volante you know Sol volante needs Chance to look good in this race and i don't think he's going to um interesting okay so i think that that's going to be the well, of course, Sol Vellante wants to win this race, but Sol Vellante would like to be going neck and neck with Chancet. And, um, I'm going to say... I mean, betting would say that one of those two would hit the board. Would Sol Vellante or Chancet would hit the board? I'm going to say they both missed the board.
1: Oh, that's heavy. All right, so here's what I wrote down. You ready? Yeah. Um, we're going to see if Chancet made the right choice, and we're also going to see if Sol Vellante is for real.
0: Just because doesn't—if Chancet doesn't win... Doesn't mean he didn't right, make the right choice.
1: Okay, we'll disagree on that. And then um, you and I both worry about Sol Vellante's running style as a closer. Okay. Chancet has a 110 speed figure to his name, but he draws the four post, which is awesome. And he has a pressing style. All of those things lead to victory if he's worth his medal and um, lead to derby wins if he's worth his medal,
0: right? So you're going with Sol Vellante. I am not. Oh, sorry. Um, He's not worth his medal. No, that was Chancet. Oh, Chancet sorry, has Chancet, all those. Sorry, things. okay.
1: My sense chance it made the wrong decision. He should have ran last week.
0: And here's why. I would much rather have the four hole in the Tampa Bay Derby versus the 12 hole. Here's what I think is the problem. Okay.
1: I think you, you train a horse a very specific way when you know, they're going to be running on a Saturday. Okay. And then you postpone it by a week. And I think that throws off the rhythm of the horse. Okay. And I, I think that. That's what's going to happen here. I think so. Volante also isn't for real. And we get a surprise winner of this race.
0: Like market now, analysis.
1: Market analysis is absolutely in that group. Um, I, I don't know who else I really like in this race. I think there's a chance that Spa City jumps up. Out of clear, uh, trained by Kerry McLaughlin. <laughs> I'm one what, what happened there. Um, out of, uh, is a good off and horse here. Um I think Spa City's got a chance. I definitely think market analysis has a chance here. Um But I think there's a chance that one of the really, really long, the long
0: starters out of here jumps like, up. You know, There's a good price there that you could get? Like
1: a bye-bye Melvin out of the 10. Wow, has run a bunch. Has a hundred speed figure to his name. You get Leperu. Maybe you get lucky with a Grand Motion horse there. Out of Uncle Mo. Out of uh, Dynaformer. Right. Good. You know. Good breeding line. Maybe even a King Guillermo out of the eleven. I don't think the is as much of a just a total dump as it is at, um, at Gulfstream. Um, but I.
0: Oh no! I don't. No, these tracks not the same. I mean, Gulfstream is. By the way, King Guillermo's already
1: run a one hundred and five. Right, and oh, just wow. because you don't know who Sammy Camacho and Juan Avila are, doesn't mean that the horse can't win the race. And so, um, who knows? But uh, and, and that horse goes off at fifteen to one uh, on
0: the morning line. Uncle moe has so. got a lot of babies in this thing. Yeah, so. for
1: sure. And so, um, but yeah, I don't know that I have a pick except that I don't think the two favorites win. Okay, and so you're so, kind
0: of on me on that. I'll, yeah, I, I said they don't hit the board, but you said they don't win. So
1: right, yeah. And otherwise, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I take just go really in this race and just see if you can't get something out of uh, out of Bye Bye Melvin at 20 to 1 um, and uh, Tampa Bay by the way is a $1 across the board
0: bet if you're on the TVG there music. you go, go. alright it is time for everyone's favorite segment of the week <laughs> are you going to take off your headset or we should we should have put the other microphone in but bad. yeah that's right so this is this is bad radio right here we're going to have stable boys stupid question it's actually stupid we need like time. we actually need music for this
1: I agree actually I was just thinking about <laughs> okay. next time That's a lot for me to do with my hands while I'm holding a mic.
0: That's what she said. (laughs) All right. It's pretty simple this
1: time. I've heard the term 12 hole thrown around a couple times. What is a 12 hole, and what does that mean for a race if a horse gets thrown the 12 hole?
0: And we finally have a stupid question, which maybe not totally stupid, but I guess just the inside baseball jargon, what we're talking about. All right. So in baseball, the 12 hole doesn't exist because there's no 12 batter. Go ahead. So the twelve hole in this is where the starting gate spot. So where they're in the starting gate. Uh, okay. So uh, that's there's not a whole lot to say. About Ask that. another question.
1: I mean, the you want another stupid question? What does that mean for the horses? So it means that they're starting toward the outside. So it means further from the inside. So there's what's called the rail. It's literally a rail.
0: Well, you know, and, you know, I'm not trying to be an ass. Player. I know, but I just want to say, like a, a legit point here is that if these were humans racing in a track and field meet, they would be staggered. To be to make up for their circumference around the track, yes. Thinking that they were going to hold, uh, be able to, you know, humans had to hold their lane. Horses do not have to hold their lane, right? As maximum security, so. Or in a mile race right. amongst humans, you don't
1: have to hold your lane after a certain amount of distance, right? right? Yes, right. right, yeah.
0: But ultimately, that's what it comes down to. It's that you know, the 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 one hole is typically the shortest way around the track, and actually, for the longest time. Most winners came out of the one, and if you have smaller fields, you're going to have a lot of winners come out of the one hole. Um, I think most people, especially when it comes to the Derby, like to be in that round five because – Five to ten, yeah. The, and the reason why I'm expanding on this a little bit is because the Derby's a little different. Where the starting gate is for the Derby, it's almost – it's just slightly outside of the last turn. So – if you're in the one or the two hole, you have to pinch in pretty hard. I think it would be interesting this year with the twenty horse gate how that if that changes at all and how it's they going position to it. Big time, yeah. So the one and two horse have to come in to not run into the rail directly, and uh, and it's pretty intimidating to have twenty horses on the outside of you. I think the Derby the sweet spot is probably the five to nine is where the, where the trainers would want to be. Yeah, I
1: think it's five to twelve. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yep, right in the middle. Yep. By the way, totally forgot to do this shout out. There's a horse running at Aqueduct this weekend in the Gotham. Okay. Named Cisto. Yes. S i x t o. I went to I went to school second grade through twelfth grade with a guy named Cisto Placencia. Shout out to Cisto Placencia. There's a horse with your name on it running at Gotham this weekend. I don't know if you bet horses up there in Michigan, but uh, figured out. Random life note: Cisto's the first guy I ever knew with an earring.
0: I'm glad that's what you said. I was wondering what you were gonna say there. It got me real nervous. I was like, "You'd be nice to Cisto." I didn't know. No, I was, it wasn't being mean or nice to Cisto. It was, my go. It was more Shout of, out to his wife Angela. Shout more out. about your kind of lifestyle choices. I just didn't know what was going on there. Shout out. That's that's it. That's it. You know, Cisto shout out. Cisto shout out. So I'll tag you on social media, bro. <laughs> there, there it is. All
1: right, all right. So you got anything else? I, I don't think so. Let's just like real quick. I don't think I gave any winners this weekend. Um. <laughs> I got Abel Cedillo on I the mean, one in yeah. the San Felipe for no reason. Um, I don't really feel strongly about that race. I, I I don't think the Derby winner is in that race. Um, I Volante and Chance don't win. <laughs> okay. In Tampa, which is a lazy take, and then I will take, I will take uh, Attachment raid in New York.
0: So then, so you got Fort McHenry at the big long shot and the one horse, right? So then I took yep. I took the two honor AP, which is a John Sherris Mike Smith team up I think there. That's a,
1: I think that's a, a good pick.
0: But the the overall kind of thing here is that there's a little like Baffert, it gets tarnished a little bit with his crop is the bigger thing. I think that comes out of that race, uh, the Gotham Stakes again. Um, I'm taking the no, let's
1: get some numbers. Attachment rate's the four in that. Attachment race. Attachment
0: rate is the four. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and I took the 10, Untitled. Right, yep. All right, Mark Cassie. Yep. Uh, should be a pretty strong runner in that one. And then in Tampa, again, the bigger news in Tampa will be that Sol Vellante and Chance It proved not to be real contenders for the first Saturday of May. Yep. and uh, And I'm taking market analysis in that one. That's the five horse. So, that's what I got. That's what you got. Yeah, Stable boys, done. Hopefully, Cisto hits
1: the board and gets some Derby points. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah, Cisto gets some. That would be a huge. Can we, if Cisto wins, can we have Cisto on the show next week? I'm sure he would make time. All right, let's do that. All right, all right. In the meantime, let's pay our tab. Let's get out of here. It's time for us to go home. This has been the Horse Racing Happy Hour. <clears throat>